0: Welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. This is episode 36 of our on-demand series and podcast and friendship. <laughs> if you're looking for us on the interwebs, the last <laughs> last row podcast.com, follow us on Twitter at the last row Pod. I'm just I'm butchering this whole intro here. I don't know if I can
1: be friends with you anymore after that intro,
0: <laughs> Facebook.com/slash the Row Pod, Google Plus, iTunes. And Google Play Music, Stitcher, any way you want to find us. We're on tons of stuff here. Just look at, look us up. Hit the Googles. Type The Last Row Podcast. You'll find us. Across the room is my very good friend, Badway. 36 episodes deep. I'm embarrassed. And he's still here. I'm embarrassed. He's still here after that <laughs> intro. He didn't get up and leave. But we're going to leave it. How you doing? I'm doing great, Badway. Yeah. Thrice just dropped a new album. Yes, they did. I'm feeling a little animated today. If any Thrice fans out there, please drop us a line at TheLastRowPod.com. So how are you doing today? You're embarrassed? You're embarrassed uh, over here?
1: A little embarrassed after that intro, Drew. A little bit. I laughed a
0: little too much.
1: In everybody's ears. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So what are we talking about today? So on
1: this On Demand episode 36, we're doing, we're going to talk about some difficult to work with actors and actresses out there. And podcast hosts? And podcast (laughs) hosts, well, we all know. Yeah. So we're we're, going to dive in. There was a story that leaked about Keira Knightley um, getting into it with her director or her director basically having beef with her. We're also going to talk about the new Fast Eight. There's some info come out. The Rock tw- tweeted uh, an Instagram. Tweeted an Instagram. Tweeted. Yeah. He may have. I'm an old man. Who, he right. may have tweeted. Yeah, Instagram. used his MySpace account to tweet his Instagram photo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's not jacked up about, <laughs> about that
1: movie? About some plot details of uh, Hobbs and uh, the Fast Eight franchise, which they are currently shooting. And then we're going to get into some plot fiction, which uh, people seem to be enjoying. The but fan I certainly favorite. enjoy. The fan I, favorite's back. Uh, I, I I got the pen this time. I got the pencil. I'm writing up some of the, some of the reviews here, and we're gonna see if uh, I can stump you because uh, you got me last time.
0: I haven't looked at anything. Just FYI, yeah, no cheating. I You're a cheater. Aren't you? I did not cheat this week. I have. You told me not to look up anything, so yeah. I said not gonna look I, up. I anything. told you
1: to cut your internet connection. I don't want to. No, no internet for you while we play this game. No. So, um, story came out about Kira Knightley. Um, apparently, rubbed her director the wrong way, not sexually. Maybe that's uh, and, why he was upset. So you you know a thing or two about coworkers that maybe I mean, like I'm a diva, for example, right? We do this podcast, I'm difficult to work with. <laughs> but I walk into your basement here. I mean, you got your dingy ass basement. <laughs> your TV's like only sixty inches. Xbox one, no PS4, <laughs> no bidet with the toilet, right? It's, it's, it's
0: really, it's like, it's pretty hard in here, isn't it? Rough toilet paper. Don't have the quilted. The Scott, I go with the Scott thousand. But I,
1: sheets. this is the kind of stuff I have to put up with, you know. I asked for the high life. You don't give me the high life. We got Yingling here. But I don't put up a fuss. And you know, you,
0: you accept my diva ship. Yeah, I mean, like, right? you know, you want the, you want the meat platter out with the, <laughs> with the cheeses of the world. Yeah. We don't, we don't put that out. It's not in your, it's not in the contract that we wrote up for this show.
1: Right, yeah. All I ask is for the Gouda. And like, supply me the gouda and then we're happy. But this guy, John Carney. Now Kira Knightley. Carney? Yeah, John Carney is his name. Like right? a Carney? Yeah, like a Carney. Exactly. <laughs> so when I when I say Kira Knightley, you think probably Sweet Girl. I think right? Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, uh Love Actually. Yeah.
1: So she she's Anna Karenina. She's been nominated for two Oscars, right? For Best Actress or Supporting Actress. One of those two. Like she's had nominations. She, she's, she's done some work. She's good, right? She's okay. good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So John Cardi was talking about uh, his last project, which I believe released last year, called Begin Again. Wait, was this a wide release? I've never heard of uh, it. It was. I think it was more. It might have been an independent situation. I have. I haven't seen it. Her, she was in it. She was in it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So this is what he had to say about his interaction with Keira Knightley. His working relationship. Yes. Not that I didn't enjoy Begin Again, but Kira has an entourage that follows her everywhere, so it's very hard to get any real work done. And so I was very ready to come back to Ireland and make films that nobody cared about, who was in it, or any of that crap. I learned that I'll never make a film with supermodels again. Whoa! Whoa! Supermodels.
0: Man. that's has got more Oscar norms than this, bro. Some fighting words, so, man.
1: I looked at this guy's IMDB page. He's been in the business as long as she's been, all right? Yeah. He's, like, five years older than her. He's made, like, maybe five films. One of them was the movie Once, which was a very highly respected movie. I don't know that It one. is what it is. I don't know. I only know Mark for death. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I just know Seagal it's not, movies. It's not in our wheelhouse. Put it that way. So, this. it's not like this guy. It's not, it's, this is not Marty Scorsese over here. Right, right, all right? right. Called her a supermodel. I mean, she is kind of beautiful. Yeah. But no, no, no. He, he just shoved aside her acting prowess. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. So he goes on to say, so it's not like I hate the Hollywood thing, but I like to work with curious, proper film actors as opposed to movie stars. He dropped a movie star.
0: But Arlie I wouldn't. Gold. See, I wouldn't say she's in the movie star territory. The like, pirates. Yeah, but yeah, but she's done other things. I she, don't know. She's an
1: actress to me. Like She's a good actress. This guy's throwing she's shade. She's pretty good. Yeah. She's yeah. throwing shade. I don't know. I'm not down with this guy. I don't want to to rubbish Kira. Too late already did. But you know it's hard being a film actor, and it requires a certain level of honesty and self-analysis that I don't think she's ready for yet, and I certainly don't think she was ready for on that film.
0: You're like five years older than her, bro. It's not like she's some baby, right? So let me me just analyze this for a second. Is there more to the quote? No, that's the end. So let me analyze this for a second, okay? What if... Now, just just go with me on this for a second. Yeah. What if maybe she was this her most recent movie or is this a no, while ago? No, 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 no. I think it was a year ago. It was okay. a year ago. So she might be working now. Uh,
1: yeah. Like this guy's working on his his most recent film now. And I guess he was caught up with a reporter.
0: So what? Uh, first off, this guy sounds like he's venting and yeah. you can't say, well, I don't want to throw her under the bus, but but here's X, X, Y, and Z.
1: Why she sucks. He did. Right. Yeah.
0: He did. He called and, and, her a professional. He he failed to call star. her an actress. He called her a supermodel and a movie star. Kind of disrespectful, yeah. but go with me on this. What if over the past couple of years, after she did all these movies, she wa- had some Oscar noms, yeah. did all these things, what if her head did start to inflate, and maybe she's, she created this entourage and started acting like a movie star? Like a diva. She, she yeah. became a diva. Right, right, right. Like, maybe she's pulling yeah. a Catherine Heigl, which we we'll talk about. Maybe,
1: maybe this guy was unprofessional. Maybe she didn't like his vibe, and that's what... Like, maybe there was a mutual dislike. Yeah, like, it was was not a a good relationship. She took the high road and didn't say anything, moved on to her next project. That could have been the case, too.
0: Look, I can see this guy's side, but you don't need to go. You're never going to win the battle of saying this in the media. It's just never a good idea.
1: Well, this guy doesn't seem to give a crap. Like you said, he said he could could go to Ireland and make movies no one cares about. So is
0: he Irish? I guess so. I guess John Carney. Carney
1: sounds like an Irish it's name. it's not like yeah.
0: Blarney but right. like it, whatever it, Carney right like I guess that's yeah. an Irish name but
1: it, it caught me off guard for like just she seems like a nice girl right I've seen her in interviews I don't obviously I don't know her personally you can always fake it there's a lot of assholes that can fake it on TV sure right right it got me thinking what are some of the other like well-known jerks in the business or who do you think is a jerk that you have no well, basis for get,
0: before you before I answer that yeah I, just, I was just thinking about what you said earlier, right? And yep. I kind of made a joke about it. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe she rubbed him the wrong way. Yeah. I think... <laughs> maybe she did rub him did, the wrong no, way. No, I... I <laughs> he got some rug burns? Yeah. <laughs> no, all I'll say is, what if he really... What if he was into her? And she just wasn't feeling him. Ah, and she classic, came on to him. The classic came on to him. Billy her.
1: Walsh, Sofia Vergara. Yes. Uh, exactly. You know,
0: again, you know, we talk about superheroes a lot on the show. Uh, we, you can't go an episode without hearing about Entourage back to on the show. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Maybe he was into Could her and be. she just wasn't feeling it. Could
1: be. It. She's, very, she's very
0: sexy. But having said that, I he, mentioned he, Katherine Heigel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go um, ahead. Uh, or you going to say something?
1: No, I was just I was just going to continue on to how she's she doesn't deserve uh, she doesn't deserve she may be a jerk but she doesn't right. need to be treated like she's not a good actress cuz she really is. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: so I was going to mention Katherine Heigl. I know we
1: no, I, I, that that was about Hereditary. I did not say that Katherine Heigl was a good actress. Yeah. All right, go
0: on. <laughs> she is not a good I do not want to go don't put me on the back of so, any DVD covers. I've heard, you know, obviously I'm not in the business, you know. You were. I was in you the were. business. You were in the movie business, sure. But I was not in the business business. Are we
1: not doing this business right now? I mean, this is
0: a business, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I found, you know, obviously a story a while ago, a yeah. movie that I know you liked, I liked. Yeah. Knocked up. The Great movie. Great movie. Very funny. Katherine Heigl plays kind of a little bit of a downer in that movie, right? Yeah, she was a wet blanket, right? She was kind of a wet blanket. So there's this story that has pervaded the internet. Yeah. That she is a difficult person. Not because of that movie. That's one of five stories that I have. Five for you. stories of Catherine. Very Heidl. quickly, I will rattle through these. All right, go ahead. So, number one, she called basically knocked up, sexist, and basically rude. And she said that basically she was a wet blanket, and it's uh-huh. all about the women being a wet blanket. What I would say to you if you were her, yeah? Why would you take this role? You read the script, yeah? Like I don't get it. You like, can't
1: take the money for the movie and then complain about the role not being. I don't know. What is it? Gen- gender
0: friendly. So here here's the quote, right? Yeah. She said in, in a 2008 issue of Vanity Fair, it paints the women as shrews, as humorless and uptight, and it paints the men as lovable, goofy, fun loving guys. It exaggerated the characters and I had a hard time with it. On some days I'm playing such a bitch. Why is she such a killjoy? Why is this how you're portraying women? 98% of the time it was an amazing experience, but it was hard for me to love the movie. I can see where she's coming from. She's not wrong. Right. Because it's true. Yes,
1: she was a shrew in the movie, and the guys were lovable goofs. But you read the script before you took the movie. Exactly. Lady, if you were so dead set against, if this is setting your, your gender back with this kind of treatment... Then why'd you
0: take the movie? That's that's how I feel about it, right? Now, the paycheck was probably nice. So so the next one, it's like, okay, I can kind of see her side, yeah. right? She has a point. She has a point, but she has no basis if she took the role. Right. She should have not taken the role and spoken out against the movie. She felt so strongly about it. So she has a point. Yeah. The next one is she withdrew from an Emmy nomination. So let me tell uh-huh. you about this. So basically, there was a, uh, a thing with Grey's Anatomy where she was supported for Outstanding Supporting, or, sorry, she was nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama in 2007. She withdrew her name from the 2008 Emmy, saying, I didn't feel I was given the material this season to warrant an Emmy nomination, and in an effort to maintain the integrity of the Academy organization, I withdrew my name from contention. So she withdrew her name before she was nominated? Is that what I'm getting at? In so many words, yes, it seems. Okay. Because basically she (laughs) said she, she won in 2007... And then in 2008, she withdrew her name from contenders. So yeah. Okay, so before she could
1: have the personal embarrassment of not right. being nominated for an Emmy, here's why I don't want to be considered for an award. I'm not e- going to win anyway. Exactly. <laughs>
0: okay. Like, I already won, so yeah. I, the the writing was bad. Yeah, I was so. bad
1: this year, but it's because the writer's not me.
0: And then there's another one, too. So basically, she had extreme sal- salary demands on this movie called Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, that Jeb. That she okay. was
0: asking to be paid like $3 million for this thing, which the insider's called it ridiculous yeah. and then they went to replace her with julie roberts queen latifah bradley cooper jessica biel and jamie fox all better <laughs> than her
1: yeah no offense so they they make under three million or combined three million Oh yeah! And, I bet that movie's budget was three billion dollars.
0: And then there was some other things about firing her publicist. I mean, this is long, long story. And yeah, then, long story short, she's a bitch. Yeah. And then there was she sued Dwayne Reed for a, which is like a, was it a pharmacy? I love Dwayne
1: Reed. So I, I have no idea. There was, was a Reed paparazzi
0: is. thing of her carrying a a bag with a name on it, and she sued them for six million dollars. Yeah. It's <laughs> at the time of the article that I'm reading, it says right. it's yet to be. Well, settled. that's just
1: personal stuff right there that has anything to do with the set so, so to speak
0: i think we can say that she's probably difficult and, and yeah. you know i know you can paint anybody in any light yeah you could paint either of us in the same light no i'm pretty flawless <laughs> <laughs> i'll get you that cheese platter next <laughs> Thank week you, the gouda uh um, but who, who, who do you have so
1: i don't have any like basis for any of this but i got me to thinking like who's probably a jerk and for some reason the first name that came to my mind was russell crowe I mean, he's punching paparazzi. And- <laughs> yeah, he seems like a violent guy. He, I bet he's awesome, though. See, yeah, well, a great guy to hang out with, have a beer with. But when you're on set, whether you're acting with him or you're trying to direct him, now he's directed a few movies himself. But when you're trying to direct him or you're working with him, he just seems like a surly guy that would just nothing would no take would be good enough. I feel yeah. And if his take, if he thought his take was good, he's and not gonna if you did it. You. He's not going to do it again. Yeah. And I have done. no basis for this. this. Is just how it. This is just how I vision him. I vision him.
0: Yeah, it, it reminds me of like Larry David when yeah. he's pretending in the in the Scorsese movie. Like, do you, do you even know what you're doing? <laughs> do you know what like, you're doing, Marty? <laughs> Asked Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Do you even know what you're doing? He
1: does too many takes. Too many takes.
0: I uh, I have a couple other on this list, and again, I have no basis for this one. Yeah. I know you're going to say it's a personal vendetta. Yep. I just feel like Jonah Hill is. Oh, is you tough hate to work Jonah with. Hill. I. But I like his movies, <laughs> and I think he's funny. Yeah. So it's like. So what? What about him? I don't know like it's it's just like a weird thing you know like like you would ask my dad would he ever watch a Jack Black movie and he'd say hell no he hates Jack Black but he has no basis for it right but so do you
1: think Jonah Hill kind of plays like sarcastic I feel uh, like passive aggressive jerks in his movies so you feel that what transfer transfers to the actual acting of the movie and I feel like
0: and this is like a thing right so I liked Fat Jonah Hill yeah and I feel like the skinnier he got yeah the more awesome he thought he was yeah and like, he's a great actor. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I love, like I'm saying, I love all of the movies that he's in. Yeah. And I enjoy all of them. I enjoy him in the movies. Yeah. There's just something about him that rubs so. me the wrong way. And I feel like maybe he's kind of like that character from This is the End. Yeah. Like where he's just like he's pretending so to love everybody. Aggressive.
1: Such a dick in that movie. It's I, so good. And I'm sure that's not how he yeah. is. He's
0: probably a nice guy. Is but it he possible? Just, he seems difficult.
1: Is it possible that he's so good at what he does? That he, it is. That he it is He makes you think that he's a jerk. It is possible. <laughs> but he's the sweetest man. The other one that done. I
0: have is uh, our favorite recast fellow, yeah, Jared Leto. Oh yeah. So you know he's like such a method actor. He's a rock star in this this band, Thirty Seconds to Mars, right? Yeah. Which is he'd
1: rather be a rock
0: star than an actor, even though he's a better actor than a musician. I agree with that yeah. sentiment completely. Yeah. But um, he's sending people rats in the mail. Yes. Yeah. Like Suicide Squad. To try to be, the, be Joker. the Joker. Try
1: too hard. Yeah, he's trying to be Heath Ledger. See, there are. I know he's a great actor, but there are some guys who do the method thing and they try to get into the role. And there's other guys that overdo it, try too hard to the point of being annoying. He seems like the annoying type. He's probably not as difficult with the director that he would be with the cast and his, his castmates. Uh, yes, I agree. Yeah. Like
0: he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. He seems. He seems pretty humble, even though he has the whole Jesus thing going for himself. (laughs) Like, you know, like he just seems like he's like the savior. Yeah, He seems
1: like the type that would like be on the director's side the entire time. And he would get annoyed when one of his castmates did a take that he didn't think was good enough. that's what I see when I see Jared Leto. Do you
0: remember back in the day when we used to live in an apartment together when Twitter was new? Yeah. I tweeted at him. (laughs) <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it was like the crowning moment of my life. Yeah, like I tweeted something at him. Yeah, or whatever. It was like I, after we watched Lord of War, or whatever. Something like that. Like I, I yeah. said that I liked his work. Yeah, and he replied directly to me. and He wrote, Ooh. "Thanks, brother." Oh, and it was like man. it was it was such a crowning moment of my now. Twitter you career. Yeah. You know, back in the
1: day, your first son is going to be named Jared. That's the <laughs> way it works. No, and uh, picking back off Jared Leto, very similar situation. We 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 talk about Christian Bale a lot here. He had the outburst, right, with the DP.
0: Yes. So, which he regrets
1: apparently. He regrets it, but he probably had a point during that argument. The light, the guy was probably bullshitting and fucking around with the light, right? As, yeah. as he said. Yeah. So he probably had a point. Now, do you think he's that way all the time, or do you think he's like he just wants to make such a good movie? I feel like he's actually a good guy to work with. I,
0: I think it's if you're on the movie, it's kind of like all right. Look, let me. We talk about football in this show a lot, right? Yeah. Let's talk about like a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning, like like an Aaron Rodgers, right? A yeah. guy that's so good that all the scrubs around him are even better because <laughs> yeah. of it. You he know? elevates.
1: He elevates, elevates yeah. the
0: talent. Whereas you yeah. have another guy that isn't as good who sucks the talent out of people. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. And and you know I'm not a fan of any of those teams. Uh-huh. So we're Eagles fans on the show. So I'm jealous yeah. of all this stuff. Sure. But but having said that, you know a player like that just elevates it. And I think Christian Bale is like, you know, the top three quarterback in the game right now. Like he elevates all of these like no name receivers. So, okay. You think he picks up the entire cast? Yes. He puts up career statistics with with no name guys. Uh And I feel like he is probably a nice guy, even though he's very intense. And that scene, I could totally side with him on it.
1: Coincidentally, I caught the the tail end of um, American hustle on FX the other day. And, like Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Amy Adams, they're all great actors but on their own right. But I feel like as an ensemble, they were so great in that movie together. Yeah. I feel like the script of that movie was kind of all over the place. But what made the movie great was, A, the style of it, the um, the costume design, the set design, and B, the acting of those four those four actors. And I, I feel like Bale, I, you're right, I totally see Bale being the one... To, like, he is the level that they all tried to reach, and I feel like they all reached his level, and it made it made for a great well, movie.
0: And I love, so don't get me wrong, I love Silver Lining's playbook, I thought it was a great movie, it was awesome. Yeah. And uh, I love Bradley Cooper, he's just, I'm a fan of his work. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, like, he's the greatest actor in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that Bale's a better actor, sure. And I think you're exactly right. He's kind of like the glue, Yeah. and I feel like he he did rise everybody up. Yeah. I feel like he he was
1: probably, like you said, the QB of that cast, and everyone was at his level. That exactly, movie. they were all right there. Like it was such so well acted that you know, that movie it, doesn't it, get, it get enough a, It lifted an odd script into. And made it basically an Oscar winner for all that's purposes.
0: But that movie doesn't get enough love. You know what I mean? Like, I feel I feel that, you know, Silver Linings Playbook came before it, right? Yeah. And then this movie comes out and people were like, oh, it wasn't as good as I expected. Like, I don't know. They had these sky high expectations, but I loved it. Pretty sure I thought won. It the Oscars. It did. It, but I think people, it won, like, despite the chatter about yeah. it. Like, people are like, I don't think this deserves it's, it. It's because the script is admittedly Kind of all over the place, but that's kind of the style but it's, of the it, movie. They
1: acted the hell out of that movie, and, and it overcame it. And, and
0: Bradley Cooper was awesome yeah. in that movie. Oh yeah,
1: it was it was great. <laughs> uh, underrated actor in that movie was Louis C.K. as, oh, as the Bradley cop? Cooper's boss. Yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> it was so great.
0: Dude, that you know it's funny because like he plays a cop in Random Things, and like yeah. you know Parks and Recreation. That's one thing which yep. he's he's funny in that. But when he showed up, like, I had no idea that he was in it. They didn't yeah. advertise it. Yeah, he was in it for a couple scenes. It was kind of yeah. a secret, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like um Bill Murray and Zombie. Yeah, a little cameo, yeah. You know, but it was like, he was so funny yeah. as as the boss. As a straight man, yeah. Definitely. You either love Louis or you hate him. Yeah. And I love him. So, uh, anybody else? I got one more for you. Yeah. Well, there's probably a couple more, but one more that I wanted to show you. So, I was looking up actors that are difficult to work with, and I found a surprising one. One that I didn't expect to find on this list. One that I don't really think about anymore. Yeah. Somebody who was Batman. Oh, Which one do you think I'm talking about? Are you going Clooney? Not Bale. No, not Clooney. Clooney seems like a nice guy. He is a nice guy. So either it's Keaton or Kilmer. You you tell me. It's probably Kilmer. It is Val Kilmer. Yeah. And I found this anecdote on the internet that I think you'll love. Yeah. So it says that, you know, basically Val Kilmer is this, this difficult person to work with. He's on this list of people that are historically known. It says that Val Kilmer walked off the f- the set of his very first job, which was a commercial for hamburgers when he was 12 years old. So Burger, how do you feel about that? Burger King
1: commercial. It, wasn't a, even, it probably wasn't even Burger King. It was probably some local, no, local drive-thru.
0: I don't even know. It, it links to this thing. But basically, yes, it, he is difficult to work with. He apparently got into a fight uh. with Joel Schumacher on the set of Batman Forever. Well, <laughs> He was de- making irrational demands to the first assistant director, cameraman, and costume piece. Costume
1: design. Oh. You think he
0: wanted his codpiece bigger? Yeah, the crotch
1: needs to be a little bigger. The, the nipples yeah. need to be a little bigger? Yeah. This, the, this, it doesn't fit. It's too small. My muscles are too big. I, lo-
0: I love this. So, so Joel, Schumacher, Joel Schumacher says, he was rude and inappropriate. He was childish and impossible. I was forced to tell him that this would not be tolerated for one more second. Well, <laughs> then we had two weeks where he did not speak to me, but it was Bliss. <laughs> it was bliss that's bliss. how happy wow. he was
1: wow he must have really been a dick he was
0: so happy I'm, that he was going. it was blissful I'm gonna side with Joel Schumacher on
1: this one. Oh he, yeah he walks around looking like a shit doesn't today, doesn't do you,
0: he <laughs> do you think there's yeah. something like with the fatter your face gets like yeah. the more like uh, outrageous your demands are yeah I
1: don't know, Travolta doesn't seem to have that problem he doesn't seem like that bad of a guy Travolta, yeah I mean he, he's got the I mean, whole he, science he's, he's in the fat face hall of fame <laughs> <He's>, so, <laughs> we, got, we gotta make the fat yeah.
0: face hall of fame
1: see I thought Kilmer's thought his shit didn't stink a long ti- for a long time. He always seemed like an actor, even though he he's okay. He's not the greatest, but he's pretty good. And then he did MacGruber, and it's like it oh, humanizes yeah. you. And I thought if this guy did MacGruber and plays a guy named Kunth, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, gets his dick shot off, <laughs> you, you have to have a <laughs> sense of humor about oh, yourself. God. Right, I forgot about that.
0: Dude, I haven't watched that movie in so oh long. That is, If anyone's listening and yeah. hasn't seen that, you should go watch classic. it. It's a classic. You think it's bad, but it's actually yeah, very it's funny. It's very freaking classic.
1: But yeah, so... That that gave me faith that he wasn't a jerk, but if he sits back in the hamburger days, he's, he's quit commercials, and there you go.
0: I mean, we always talk about Steven Seagal. He's probably difficult to work with. Oh, yeah. Shia LaBeouf is another one that probably people would think of, and I heard another one about Mike Myers. Really? Yeah, but but the way that they described it was that he's just hard to work with because he's, he's difficult, but it, the way I took it was that he just cares a lot about what he's doing, and he's yeah. a perfectionist. He's a control freak, uh-huh. so that's going to piss people off, but... I don't know. I know The Love Guru was not a great movie, but all the Austin Powers movies were great. My, Wayne's World was great. Like All those yeah. movies are great, so I can't say well, too much about it. Well, sometimes you take comedy
1: for nice guy. It's not the case. Uh, it's a quick tangent. I'll try the buff before we move on. I was just, before I came here to do this podcast, I was at a friend's barbecue. Uh, friend of the podcast, Dave, and friend in real life, Dave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> real life, Dave, hey, Dave. Too. We were talking about Nick Cage, obviously, because <laughs> why not? Dave is the yeah. biggest Nick Cage why fan not? I've ever right. met, which I love. Yeah. So, one thing turned to another, we turned to face off, then we turn about what other, you know, we're talking about Con Air, all the good stuff. So, we get to the point where the question was asked, I think we posed it who's the next Nick Cage as far as crazy nutball actor who's going to make like dumb movies and an occasional yeah. great movie? And I think we landed on Shia Buff as possibly being that guy. Listen, I 100% agree yeah. with you. Cause Nick Cage is probably a bit of a jerk. The world, all the set too. I would feel
0: he's not gonna listen. Shia Buff's not gonna have the volume that Cage has. Yeah, but he's definitely gonna have like the eccentricity, if yeah. that's a word. Yeah, well, of, I'll take it of what he does. And 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 by the way, shout out to Dave. Dave makes the best Nick Cage tweets ever. <laughs> like all the time. There's so many animated gifs or gifs, whatever you want to say, yeah. of Nick Cage. Absolutely love it. He's he's the gift master,
1: and um. When I was thinking of this this topic, I thought of, like, the best guy to work with. Who's the best guy to work with? And one name came to mind, and it was Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise seems like the kind of guy who's having fun on set 24-7, 365. Does he not?
0: Well, I, I could see him being difficult, but I could also see him being fun as hell. It's yeah. hard, because I think they're, they're, you could go either way. I don't
1: think it's, I don't think he's difficult at all. I bet he's super fun to to, to hang out with on set well, and to act with. If
0: you have a guy hanging out of the side of a plane, and that's the stunt, <laughs> and he's like, no, let me do it, yeah. dude. I'll do it. He
1: seems like uh, I'll, up for anything. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, all of his movies are great. We talked about this a long time ago, but yeah. you go down to IMDb list yeah. for Tom Cruise and name a bad movie. You can't find, do it.
1: Find the bad movie. It's, hard to, it's it. hard to do. Yeah, all of is. them are good. Yeah.
0: I challenge you.
1: Speaking of find the bad movie, this guy has had some bad movies, but he's had some freaking great ones too. His name is The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
0: We, we love The Rock on this show. We talked about know.
1: Dwayne The Rock Johnson probably the last five, six episodes straight. Here or there. So but (laughs) but emergency bring up of Dwayne The Rock Johnson this time because he gave us what we've been craving for a long time, and that is information on Fast Eight. Listen,
0: if you listen to this show, you know we've been We may not love the the classics, but we love the classics. The classics. The real classics. Fast and Furious. So
1: they're shooting Fast Eight. They've got Charlie Stayron. Kurt Russell. They've got Kurt Russell. They've got Statham back. I thought he died in seven. I, I, maybe my, my memory is... is he died in your head. Correctly. Yeah. Uh, they do not have Paul Walker. He's dead. Unfortunately. Um, RIP. <laughs> RIP. Yeah. So the, everybody's back. Plus they're adding Charlize Theron.
0: Yeah. Isn't the freaking guy with the red beard from Game of Thrones in it yeah, too?
1: Yeah. giant's uh, 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 Giantsbane. You've got
0: Lucas Black,
1: Lucas Black, Academy in, uh, Award winner uh, in my head. Baby Eastwood is in it. Uh, what's yeah, Scott his name? Eastwood. Scott Eastwood He's is good, in man. it. Yeah,
0: so everybody's back. Everybody's back. Is this? You know, we talk about the Avengers. Yeah. Is this like the biggest ensemble outside of like a comic book movie? It's kind of become yeah. one. Well, they keep adding people,
1: If you add Statham, and now they add Charlize Theron. It's obviously. So The Rock, like I said in the opening, he he tweeted out at Instagram.
0: he snapchatted his uh myspace yeah
1: there was some kind of uh tinder going on i don't know um he tindered my tinder yeah so he had this photo of him looking buff as ever right um even more
0: buff than before
1: and here and here's what he wrote to uh whet your appetite quote when you strip a man of all he has all that's important to him you force him to return to his roots and sometimes that's a very dangerous and twisted place if I was going to return for another Fast and Furious, I wanted to come in and disrupt the franchise in a cool way that got fans fired up and their blood pumping to see a new version of Hobbs and his daddy's got to go to work mentality and set the table in a cool way for where the character goes in the future. Maybe it's a spin off movie. Maybe it's more Fast and Furious movies. Or hell, maybe Hobbs just gets on his motorcycle and rides off to the sunset, never to be seen again. Either way, I've had a solid first week of shooting. Good to be back. You guys around the world will really dig this new version of the role, because as we always say, disruptors debt the universe. Sounds like he's geared up for a major plot piece of this movie, does it not?
0: Listen, with Paul Walker gone, you gotta introduce a new kind of main character. Yeah. My question is, is Vin Diesel going to be less, or is it he's going to share the spotlight with... The Rock kind of like Paul Walker,
1: did. it might be more of a share space, but you're right. Since with the absence of Paul Walker, which is unfortunate because Walker and Vin Diesel, while separate, are terrible, they had a good thing but going. together. They're great, but th- but they're that made cogs. You can't have Vin Diesel now lined up with Tyrese, or, it's just not gonna work, or the Asian dude who actually or is ludicrous dead. or ludicrous. 30. <laughs> did you say the Asian dude? Oh, he's dead, he's dead, yeah, Han, he's dead. Oh, or uh, or Lucas or Lucas the, Black, Lucas Black. Yeah, you can't do that because they're not they're bit they're bit characters, right? It, it doesn't work, right? Yeah, it's
0: it's like having ketchup and yeah. I don't Michelle know Michelle
1: Rodriguez. You can't ha- like they can't be they have to be supporting characters. They can't be the main character. The Rock can be the main character. Hobbs has positioned himself in this movie to for a bigger role, and now that the opportunity
0: is there. Why not throw him right in there? Listen, The Rock's in everything right now. Yeah. And I remember you told me last week he can't be in everything, but let's put yeah. him in everything. He's <laughs> going to be in Baywatch. Like, Baywatch could be another potential huge franchise, but Fast and the Furious is better because The Rock is in it. Right. It gave it new life, because if you took this movie franchise, and let's say it would have never lasted eight movies. Hell no. no. Well, I was, I was sleeping on four, though. Four was not very good to me. If was that fast and furious, fast
1: and furious, it was Vin Diesel's return, right? Yeah,
0: we so we did a retrospective on this. I yeah. forgot what episode it was, it was, was Go way back, and way back to uh, it. Uh, that was my least favorite yeah. of all of the fast and furious movies, right. so just, eh. so that's the thing. When five
1: came out, they turned it from like a car racing little, uh, you know, steal something here or there to like a legit heist movie with the rock hot on their trail, and that's what turned the movie from this, you know, this struggling, almost direct-to-DVD, right. on-demand route to major blockbusters and
0: billion-dollar-earning movie. Well, and that's the other thing, too. Not to say that The Rock hadn't been anything good, because I'm not going to say that The Fast and Furious is the best movie ever. It's entertaining, yeah. and it fits with the kind of movies that everyone that listens to this show knows we like. Yeah. But I feel that it definitely like catapulted The Rock to even more superstardom because he was even more jacked. He yeah. was even more tattooed. He was even more greased up. He was carrying a Gatling gun like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like I feel that th- this movie franchise really put him even higher because he is a bigger star than all these people. Yeah, He just is. He's a, he's he just, one of the best action stars since Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you're right. He needed the platform,
1: and he was doing like Walking Tall and The Rundown. He did Doom. Doom, and then he did some kids' movies, and it's kind of like he was trying to find his way where he was kind of like borderline Arnold, Arnold Jace, but not really. And now, like he finally found his platform. So I ask you this question about Fast 8. Can this can this franchise survive without Paul Walker?
0: Yes, because of The Rock. Without The Rock, right. no. Right. But so yeah. Because of what we said, absolutely yes. Because The Rock is the biggest star in this, hands down, not even close. Say they deleted Vid Diesel from this movie, also.
1: But they had The Rock and they had everyone else around it. Say Vid Diesel got difficult and he didn't want to sign. Say he wanted more money. Is the franchise still fast and furious now because you have the two founding members gone
0: no. they'll they'll make a Hobbs spinoff
1: yeah, and that's okay called Hobbs yeah, Hob- I mean Hobbs by itself is a good title
0: yeah like that's what I mean like he's his story and the character just is it's infinite possibilities because he's just like he's a special agent. You yeah. could make a movie about anything. Yeah, he Doesn't could go on matter. any task. He could be transferred to any department That's he what wishes. I'm saying. And there's, and there's car races in every movie, regardless of whether it's called Fast right.
1: and Furious. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me give you one more question on this interview that I have for you. Impromptu, Fast Day interview. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Okay. Now that Paul Walker is unfortunately gone, yeah, have yes. these characters, Vin Diesel, he's on the criminal side, but he's a good guy. And Hobbs is a cop, obviously. Special agent, whatever, whatever it may be. Is Hobbs going to be ex-special agent in this fast state? And is he going to go to the criminal side, do you think? Kind of like what Brian did. Yeah, because they need somebody on their side now. They need it, they need an alpha. They need another alpha. Well, let me
0: say this. He kind of did that in the last one a little yeah. bit. He went a little rogue. Well, he went rogue in all in the Furious movies. Seven. Yeah, well, but at least like yeah. in so in what, five, they kind of or was it six? I'm trying to think of which one. So yeah, six, they kind of like like faced off against each other or whatever it was. And then yeah. seven. Like he kind of had to go rogue because they needed to do something and he needed to go against what uh, they were saying. I think in this one, he may go full, full on rogue,
1: rogue. just full on rogue and absolutely just side up with them. I think that would be the best case scenario is that either he quits because there's some kind of injustice in his job or he doesn't like the direction or that the company's taking him. So he's like, I'll go to Toreto's crew and I'll, I'll get inside of Toretto's crew and make them better for it, make them better people, you it's, know what I mean?
0: It's exactly what Brian did, so yes, they could do it, and yeah. I don't think anybody would call foul on it. Yeah,
1: Brian found out that the cops were dirtier than Toretto's crew.
0: Yeah, they were. So it's, they might as well just switch sides. Ter- Listen, good is a point of view, right? Yeah. And evil is a point of view, and from their point of view... They were fine. Like so they just do what they got to do.
1: At five, six, seven, I mean, they're basically Robin Hood. I mean, they're stealing from the they are. stealing from the poor, the rich, the, the the rich and evil.
0: Well, I right? mean, you had what's his name Hector Salazar <laughs> in, the, in the one in Brazil, the guy yeah. from Twenty Four. Yeah. One of the one of the Salazar brothers. Yeah, one of the Salazars. You know, he was he was bad. And the, speaking of car chases, that freaking safe the safe scene chase It's one of the best scenes oh, of any action chase. movie ever. Yes. you know, like and, and I thought the last one was great too. They did a pretty good job having Paul Walker die through it. You know, and they finished the scenes. I know there was some questionable CG yeah. in there, but what are you going to do? And the ending, I'll be damned if that didn't make me tear up a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. I'll be be—I'll be lying if I it's said it didn't get dusty in the theater. That song still makes me feel it a little bit, friend. you know? Yeah. So I, I'm in, man. I'm in I, for fast hundred.
1: I'll, I'll admit it on the podcast right now. I had to look away from the screen. Oh, I looked and I, I let it. I, I, let didn't, it cry, I didn't cry, man. but I looked away
0: because I couldn't see
1: his face. Did we so talk about sad. this before on the show? The Probably. older I get, the more I cry in movies. Oh, Yeah, like absolutely. I'm not talking
0: full on ball. I'm yeah. talking like like a the single tear. The tear, like of the tear, you feel the dust a little bit. You got
1: more life experience. You get you get more in touch with your with your heart, man. Last question: If they give Hobbs a big role, say the starring role in this movie, how does Vin Diesel feel about this? I, I think, think he's he on.
0: It? He listened. He's a team player. Yeah. Didn't isn't there stories like he funded this other movie that he wanted to do? It was a science fiction movie. He's he's a team player. Like what was that? The Last Witch Hunter? I'm thinking of the Nick Cage movie. There's another <laughs> movie with him in it. I don't know. This is some sci-fi movie that he does. The Riddick movies. Like he's just a fan of things. Like so he's he's good old set. That's he's he's old. apparently one of the nicest guys. We talk guy about difficult set. to work with. Yeah, you know he's one of is the he nicest he's guys. He's good to work with, Vidi. They've said that he's a really nice guy. He funds a lot of projects. He's a really fun-loving guy, and he's a big nerd, too, apparently. He's into the comic book culture. Like, he loves just being an actor. Yeah. So what's the hate about that? That's true. I, I guess he would be okay with it. I think if it does the, if it does the franchise justice, and listen... We know he's got a stake in this. Yeah. He's got some type of share agreement, probably like what Robert Downey Jr. Oh, did with the yeah. Avengers. I bet so. I mean, this thing, this thing took off. I bet they never, they never thought it would turn into this. And, and to
1: think he, maybe he, what if he did that when he
0: re-entered the franchise in yeah. four? He could be making that's what u- I mean. And bucks right now. Retrospective hate be damned. If you say you hate these movies, you don't like fun. You're lying
1: to yourself. You, you hate action. You're lying movies. to yourself.
0: Yeah. You, you know, you to feel free to disagree, but. They're yeah, fun yeah, movies. Yeah, you're lying
1: to yourself. And speaking of lying, as we're going to move along here, um,
0: it's time for Plot Fiction, Drew. Everybody's favorite game. <laughs> we need. I need to create a sound clip for this. I don't know if I'll do it this week, but du- we du- need du- a way du- to du- introduce du- this game. Plot Fiction.
1: So let's get right into it. So for those that don't know, Plot Fiction is a game where we take four upcoming movie titles for the coming weeks, and I will give Drew the real synopsis. And a fake synopsis that I have created myself. And Drew and you listeners at home need to decide whether the first one is real or the second one. You have to decide which of the two is the real synopsis of the title of the movie. Um, I'd say I
0: studied, but I
1: didn't. (laughs) This is a test. I cannot study. It's not allowed. No, no cheating. No studying allowed. No studying allowed. Um, So we got four. So uh, you you got me last time. I believe I, I only did two out of four correct last time. So this is my time to turn the favor. So, without further ado, the first question is... Bender Bender. Fender Bender. Bender Bender is the name of this movie. This is a real movie. Now, which one of these plots is real? Which one did I make up? Number one. Bender Bender is a bizarre and revealing look at car owners and motorists' reactions and responses to staged and pre-planned dings and dents. Is this like insurance fraud? Filmmaker Phil Brooks carefully plots low-impact parking lot accidents across the United States, (laughs) equipped with dashboard cams, hidden lenses, and mics to test the real-time reactions of the unsuspecting public. With a focus on road rage and a look into insurance fraud, the documentary is a humorous, shocking, and sometimes scary journey into our quick-tempered and sometimes fraudulent
0: motorist society. Listen, if you made that up, I say this every week, but you're a genius if you did. (laughs) like a, a documentary about like fender benders. I want to see it. Things in dents. So is that real or is
1: this one real? Bender bender. bender bender. In a small New Mexico town, 17-year-old high school girl who just got her driver's license gets into her first bender bender. Innocently exchanging her personal information with an apologetic stranger. Later, that stormy night, she is joined in her desolate suburban home by a couple of her friends who try their best to make a night of it. Only to be visited by the strangers she so willingly handed all of her information to. A terrifying and bizarre serial killer who stalks the the country's endless miles of roads and streets with his old rusty car, searching for his next unsuspecting victim. It sounds like the hitcher. Fender Bender. So... Is Fender Bender the Hitcher movie, horror movie? Or is it the documentary about road rage and insurance fraud?
0: Uh, So the first one is a documentary about dings and dents in a parking lot. A guy's like doing a Gonzo film. Gonzo Gonzo documentary. And the second one is like a horror movie like The Hitcher.
1: Low budget horror movie,
0: which is scary
1: because it could happen. You give
0: give a person you
1: you get into an accident with your information, they could come get you. They know where you live.
0: Uh, I'm going to say... The first one is true. The, the f- first one is the real one. The Fender Bender the documentary. Fender Bender documentary the is the real true. one. Yes, okay. that's correct. And if, if you y- made that up, I'm giving you uh, a freaking you- trophy. You are. Incorrect. No, I completely made that up, dude. That was so ridiculous that it was so good. I thought, no way, you're gonna go with like the easy one. Like, oh man, that was
1: good. See, I, I try to go with fake names. Phil Brooks is actually CM Punk's real name. See, I, I should have known. <laughs> Damn it, we were just talking about him. But, uh, it was such a ridiculous premise. I thought that you would. God. I thought that you would actually get this one. It's why I put it first because it's wow, so absurd. Man.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I hate you. Yes, All right. I hate you. So, how many of you got? that one correct hopefully all of you except drew but no uh, it's
0: it's it's a a, i should have known my phil brooks what am i thinking it's a
1: testament to my writing skills i guess because i i was very proud of that i was very proud of writing that synopsis that was damn good so film number two urge 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 u-r-g-e urge that's correct okay like urges
0: urges i'm ready
1: (laughs) plot number one real or fake a weekend getaway takes a dangerous turn when a mysterious nightclub owner introduces a group of friends to a new designer drug. Stripped of their inhibitions, they start <laughs> living out their wildest fantasies. But what starts out as a fun night of partying quickly turns deadly as the island paradise deteriorates into a tropical madhouse.
0: Urge. That sounds like, uh, um, uh, what the heck is that? Uh, the Super Troopers guys? The one, oh, uh, Club yeah. Dread.
1: Yeah. Club Dread. All right. So that's Urge. That's Urge. Plot one. Or is this the real one? It was supposed to be a picturesque wedding. Sasha and Christian were supposed to be the perfect couple. What lies beneath the surface paints an entirely different portrait. Seemingly honest and faithful, both the bride and groom have dark secrets they've been keeping from each other. Upon releasing the skeletons in the closet on the eve of their wedding... Will the longest night of their lives lead to the happiest day of their lives? Or will their past urges be too shocking to overcome? <laughs> that's gotta be... that's Urge.
0: Oh, man. See, I want to go with the first one being fake just because it sounds too much like Club Dread. <laughs> but the way that you wrote the ending there, like, were there were there... What is it? What, read that last line again?
1: The last line of the last one. Yeah. Upon releasing the skeletons in the closet on the eve of the wedding... Will the longest night of their lives lead to the happiest day of their lives, uh. or will their past urges be too shocking to overcome? See, that
0: sounds like uh, it sounds like a real movie. Yeah, both of the this is like this might be the hardest one yet. So we've got this this,
1: this Murderous Island here. thriller or
0: Stevie Eyes Wide Shut. That's what I mean, like pre wedding day thriller. Do you have a coin? Can I flip it? Because yeah. I I just go ahead, man. Okay.
1: So you gotta 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 pick it out. Like, give me your thought process. What what's the one clue on either of these that makes you feel a little murky?
0: The I man, it's it's hard without seeing it in front of me. That's the problem. To read it, like uh. to read it, but that's the challenge of the game. Yeah, it is. And everybody listening yep. right now is is thinking the same they can't thing. not either. Like, man, if I could just read it because I can't go back. There
1: are listeners shouting at their cars phones, their cars say you stupid idiot it's number one it's number two. i know two. see i i'm the big idiot on the show right now <laughs> oh, No, no no I, I
0: i tried very hard to these, screw you listen over i'm this. not gonna i'm not gonna so, lie to you these you're getting really I good i did at make this. one of these up you're getting really good at this yeah, thank you i'm gonna say the first one is fake the first the one, second one is true so the second one is true the first one the sexy, the, island the sexy island thriller is fake, is fake. and the, the, the second one is true you are incorrect are you kidding me <laughs>
1: Are you kidding the me? The first one is actually stars Pierce Brosnan. I see. I didn't even look this. Sexy, up. Island thriller starring Pierce Ugh. Brosnan.
0: Man, I am so bad today. Oh
1: man, see, I was very proud of that. Right up too. dude, I, you just,
0: you have a future in the business. Here.
1: I, I, I tried to make it. That was my that was my problem last time. I tried to make it sound like some kind of like studio head that that would have to write this. You know what I mean,
0: man? You, I gotta tell you, you have a future in the business. No, here.
1: thank you. Anybody who's listening, who wants to hire me, hit me up. I'll write whatever you professional want. Professional synopsis yeah. writer. So you're 0 for 2. You gotta, you gotta save some man, pace on these last
0: two, and they're not easy. I I'll need tell the you that power right of now. the listeners right now. This is I'm I am doing so bad it's right now. It's not your fault. It's my fault for being so That good. was hard, man. That was really good. All right,
1: moving along. Number three. Careful what you wish for. God. Sounds sinister. Plot number one.
0: Well, I'm gonna we'll, take some notes here. Hold on. <laughs> let me get all my right, pen out. Ahead. Get your pen
1: and paper out. Go ahead.
0: You hear this? <laughs> I'm getting my pen out. I flustered him to a point of pen and paper. I need to take pen and paper out. I don't write anything, but now I'm going to write it down.
1: Careful what you wish for. I say, oh, careful what you That's wish for. That's the movie. Yeah, I'm not actually telling you to be careful what you wish for.
0: Of <laughs> writing it down yes. it sounds like a horror movie. Yes.
1: I'm getting poisoning. Plot one: While working at a wealthy vacation community the summer before college, Doug begins an affair with the beautiful young wife of his powerful investment banker neighbor. When the town erupts after a suspicious death. The young lovers become embroiled in scandal, forcing Doug and his limits as he battles deceit and betrayal. Careful what you wish for.
0: That sounds like a Lifetime movie. Investment banker?
1: Investment banker. Doug. But I love making fun of Lifetime movies, remember that. Yeah. Not to sway you one way or the other.
0: So careful what you wish for. Careful what you wish
1: for. Or is it this plot? Jacob is a troubled 14-year-old boy who continuously wishes he had a new family. After a suspicious boating accident leaves his parents missing and presumed dead, he is taken in by a foster family. Jacob finds out that he possibly had it better than he thought, as his new parents are strict, strange, and possibly have sinister intentions. Determined to find the truth about his parents, Jacob must tread lightly
0: in order to uncover his foster family's troubling secrets. Careful what you wish for. Dude, oh my god, like, this is... I'm not joking when I say this is really damn hard. <laughs> Let's make these movies, people. I even wrote this down. Let's make these movies. So, let me... I'm going to so, go through my, my, my give, thought, process thought process here. So,
1: just a recap, we have uh, sexy... Um, it's like
0: a sexy investment banking se- romance. Sexy...
1: Possible, I'm assuming that the guy is dead. Yeah. He, he died, right? Yes. And then they're blaming the couple for the murder.
0: It's like wrongfully accused, yes. you know... A forbidden romance. Forbidden
1: romance. Yes, and then the second one, I'm assuming that these foster parents killed these this family, fil-
0: killed the real parents. Possibly, but what is their motive? And it's a body, exactly,
1: accident. and that they have sinister intentions. So, or are they still alive? Possibly too. There could be a secret involved. See, or the parents are in. Maybe all
0: they're it. kidnapped.
1: Could be. Maybe they're still. There's alive. A lot going on here. So, so let
0: me. So they so foster parents or sexy thriller. I'm gonna say that I feel like Doug. Yeah. The name Doug, I'm just there's something about the name Doug that I'm just not really. You're not I'm Thinking Doug? about Doug Peterson, here, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I know you love Doug. You're thinking yeah. about Doug Peterson, right? Yep. So I'm gonna say, and Jacob sounds more like a real name about a kid who lost his parents. Okay. And I can see that it's it's more like the good son style, sort of. Okay, that's a good. It's a biblical name. See, like Jacob, but Jacob is the guy from Lost too. So it's like, man, I'm gonna. Man, this is really hard. I'm gonna say, Doug is fake. The, the first one is fake. The investment banker, okay, with the the guy who goes missing, like the the, the banker the,
1: goes missing and he's banging the wife. Yes, banging the wife. Yeah, of, okay.
0: <laughs> actually, hold on a second. No, and, yeah, and, that's fake. And,
1: and the town thinks that they killed that husband.
0: Yeah. the The second one with the boating, it seems more plausible. I mean, okay. both of these sound like they could absolutely be movies, but the first one sounds okay. like a fake Lifetime movie with the name Doug, which I don't buy. Doug. Okay. Doug does not sound like a real so name. So
1: you're lo- you're locking it in, sexy thriller, sexy thriller. With a couple.
0: Number one is fake. Lock it in. You are incorrect. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna just knock this microphone over. I am the champion. Are you kidding? We'll me? do the
1: last one just to, for completion's sake. Are you kidding? But me I am right dominating now. you right now with my skills. Listen,
0: this is <laughs> this is an embarrassment. It's, not, is it's not your
1: fault. It's my fault for being good. It's please, not your fault.
0: Please, if you're also 0 for 3, please write <laughs> into me yeah. and let me know that I'm not a complete idiot. The yeah. last podcast at gmail.com. Please.
1: <laughs> I'm not a very cocky person, but I feel like I'm good at this. This That's, is uh, pretty damn good.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I'm if we're going to do this next week on next or two weeks from now on yeah. the next on demand. I don't know if I can top you here.
1: <laughs> this you, is, is, you did a great job last time, though.
0: Dude, this is hard.
1: I good just stepped step my game up. I just stepped my game Kudos up. Kudos to you. This clear. is great. Last one. Let's let's save some pace. Me and you together, and I saved the the most ridiculous one for last. Oh my so, god!
0: Most ridiculous. These are I, all crazy. I
1: promise you, one of these two movies is one hundred percent real and it exists. I promise oh my you god. this. Unlocking the cage. No, uh, the name already. No, Dave, calm down. Doesn't star Nicolas Cage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're both documentaries. One real, one I made up. I challenged Dave to write in a a, a synopsis about (laughs) Unlocking the Cage starring Nick Cage. When I saw the title, I thought of doing that, but it was like way too obvious. You would No, no, if 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 you're listening, write that into us. Sorry, go ahead. You go ahead.
1: Unlocking the Cage, plot one, real or fake? Unlocking the Cage follows animal rights lawyer Stephen Wise and his unprecedented challenge to break down the legal wall that separates animals from humans, arguing that cognitively, cognitively complex animals such as chimpanzees Whales, dolphins, and elephants have the capacity for limited personhood rights. Steve and his legal team are making history by filing the first lawsuits that seek to transform a chimpanzee from a, quote, thing with no rights to a, quote, person with legal protections. See, that sounds real. Guys trying to file a lawsuit to get a chip rights. That sounds real. Or, or does this sound real? Unlocking the cage follows animal rights lawyer Ronald Camp as he <laughs> boldly attempts you really went there. to ban the caging of all birds in the United States, arguing that the clipping of a bird's wings and the subsequent caging qualifies as inhumane, cruel, and unusual and robs the animals of the single quality that justifies their existence. Camp sets forth a legal campaign that may very well set a precedent that could, if successful, change the legal rights of not just birds, but all animals.
0: Unlocking the cage. Bird movie or monkey movie? Dude, you. Oh, I. I am like <laughs> hating you right now, but I'm also loving you because Ugh. this is so hard. So you've got a guy named Stephen Wise. Stephen Wise versus Ronald Camp. I don't know how that's spelled. I'm going to assume it's W-I-S-E. I'll give it to you. It's W-I-S-E. Okay, it's not yeah. W-E-I-S. It's like not the, like the uh, yeah. <laughs> like the food, the grocery yeah. store chain. Yeah. And then I've got Ronald Camp. Ronald Camp. So monkey movie monkey movie bird movie or bird movie see if you unlock the cage I could understand like maybe letting the birds fly free yes but if they're in a cage they don't need their wings clipped because they're in the cage and they can just flap in the cage
1: but they the, having your wings clipped doesn't mean you can't fly it just means you can only like kind of hover okay like people people
0: clip the birds wings and still put them in the cage so the first man this is so hard yeah. I god I'm going to say that the first one is true because I feel like that has been in the news lately about okay. trying to give like cognitive results of chimpanzees, like making them persons. Planet of the Apes has been out. Yes. I'm going to say, and if I go 0% here, I'm going to cry, but I'm saying the first one lock it in. The first one is true. The bird one is fake. You sure? I'm 100%. percent i you a
1: chance here. I'm sure?
0: 100% not sure, but I'm locking it in. <laughs> you are correct thank god you totally redeemed yourself see the second one was so real too but man yeah. that see, was hard i
1: was worried that you may have accidentally seen this because i know you no, watched game I of thrones or not see the movie but see like an ad for oh, it, is it HBO? it's an hbo original documentary yeah so the monkey movie is real they're trying to get monkeys whales dolphins mammals rights right so i actually want to see this movie i really do
0: it seems like a good movie yeah
1: so the bird thing I completely made up. Ronald Camp is actually the animal lover in um, Ace Ventura. <laughs> the,
0: <laughs> the billionaire and Odor of the Dolphins. You know, it's funny when you like when you write these down, you don't yeah. think about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you hit these clues in here. Well, but, it's
1: not the most obvious clue, but I've seen that movie like a hundred times. But in the
0: moment, it's hard yeah. to like realize what that right. is, Yeah, you know? I, good job, man! Thank Kudos you. to you. I, I got a twenty-five well, percent. I'm, I'm
1: proud of you for sniffing out the last one, getting some, get redeeming yourself. I really there. thought I was going to yeah. get a
0: zero there. I hope people that are listening
1: see, did better than me. See, I I have a personal vendetta here on that last one because I don't I don't like when people have birds because I f- I hate when people clip a bird's wings. Yeah. personally, I'm not I'm no like I'm a lover of animals. Like, let, I'm let the not, bird like, fly. I'm not an activist and all that, but. I, I hate when people clip a bird's wings. It's like, what's the point? Like, what's the point of the bird if you're going to clip his you're wings? Just bird's got to fly. Gauge. It's like ripping the gills out of a fish. It's like, birds got to fly, man. Don't clip the wings. Bird's going to bird, man. Bird's are going to bird. So that was Plot Fiction. One out of four for Drew. The, the bar has been raised for the next time we do this game, and I'm, it's your turn. I'm
0: going to have to start working now. So For two weeks from now, I'm going to have to start working now.
1: Anybody who wanted to participate, go ahead and write in. Give us your score. No cheating. Well, let me know if you were completely unfold. He, if you want me to step my game up even further, I know Drew would appreciate it. I will, I will take it to new heights.
0: So after that awesome game, I think that pretty much does it for us. I don't know about, if I have the brain power to continue wraps up.
1: speaking. We, we, we had a lot going on this episode. I, this was a fun episode. This
0: was fun. It was yeah. very loosely yeah. organized. Very loosey-goosey. Uh, you know, fast. Anytime you talk about The Rock, yeah. I'm, I'm in a good mood. Yeah. But I uh, want to leave you guys with some love that we got from uh, across the pond over in the UK. Ah, our, uh, our friend, love. new listener, Lee from the UK. Said that he found us after listening to Mark, to De- Mark for Death. I'm happy that we uh, did that movie because it's one of my favorites. Thanks for listening, Lee. Said he likes the games. We we gave you a new game today. Hopefully uh, you did better than I did. 25%. <laughs> and I want to leave you with an iTunes review, too. This one comes from somebody called The Commonwealth Kid. It says, A truly hilarious podcast. I love reliving my childhood of the 90s by listening to Drew and Badway's takes on movies. From old to new movies, they got what you need in between new releases and movie news. Love playing along with plot fiction, seems like a hit.
1: Yeah, uh, thank you very much for that. And I, uh, I promise you, we don't pay these people
0: to <laughs> to write in these reviews. Yeah. It's
1: yeah, you know, we started this podcast with like you know no fanfare, and it's it's nice to have some people listening. So it really it really means a lot and to us. And it does. And anytime anybody
0: yeah. writes in, I, I promise you, we personally read it. We will write back to you. So if you really want to write into us, thelastrowpodcast at gmail dot We're on Twitter at thelastrowpod. Badway's handle is at hey badway. I am at dar two six eight. Really random. Don't know why that it is. Well, it's but not going to do it. It doesn't yeah, I mean. matter. But uh, you can get in touch with us. Write to us. We will definitely write back to you. Thank you, everybody, that's left us some love. We really do appreciate it. And uh, I mentioned the iTunes review. If you do listen to the show and, and you have an iTunes account, you're on an iPhone, whatever it is, head on out to iTunes. Leave us that review. We'll read it for you on the air to say thank you because we really appreciate everyone that, that leaves us one. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. And on that note, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Yeah. So... I know it's been a long time coming, but the, that bail
1: breakout, or, 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 or outburst. Oh, yeah. I, I Turn your know, lights down and then yeah, I really do think that had a he was probably, like, he was really
0: screwing up. I bet he walked through like so many times. If that, I start flashing the lights right now yeah. while you're trying to talk, are you, you going to get mad? I got to admit, if you started flashing the lights, I'm mean, speaking. I don't need so the lights. Say, next time you're doing plot action, I'm going to start flashing the lights up and down. I'll probably <laughs> so swear swearing at you. <laughs>